and approach not, not it a little just differently. The first steps, uh, it, it's, it's really the four steps are an answer to the two, the two purposes of our existence agency mm -hmm. and love. Everything that I've ever worked on, that's all it's based upon. Uh, I was in Phoenix this last week, the Exodian uh, Congress. Every year that I go there, I tell them we need to hear more about spirituality. So they heard some people talk about spirituality from the Hindu, from the Muslim, and some Christianity and whatever. And I'm just sitting there listening to it saying, come on, is somebody going to get to the basic premise of all, not, not just Christianity? One guy said, well, I'm going to talk about Christianity. Well, Christianity does talk about, you've heard me talk before about the, the greatest commandment is mm -hmm. love God, love your neighbor. That's everybody. Yeah. And love yourself, which few people know how to do that. And I said, that's not just in Christianity. It is. And Christ said it very distinctively. But, uh, you know, back in my hippie days in the 60s, when we talked about the Tao and yin and yang and Lao Tzu and all of that stuff. And balance. I, yeah, balance between between the yin and yang and, and, and the struggle between the body and the spirit. Mm -hmm. And that everybody has this duality. And body that duality is we have this physical part of us that, uh, you know, wants to build a house and drink beer and raise hell and, you know, but have the physical body. But attached to it is this pure divine spirit, which is loving and kind and does all that it can in the white part. So I uh -huh. call it the red and the white. Call it body and spirit, if you will. For me, I've, I just simplify it. Uh -huh. And I, I made one comment in one of the classes because some people asked and handed me the microphone. And this is what we're going to talk about today. I said it real quickly, and then the guy handed me the back of the microphone and said, well, hold, keep going. <laughs> I said, no, oh, really? <laughs> I'm not going to give a lecture. I was, I'm sitting in the class to, to learn listening. about this stuff. But what do you say? It felt kind of flattering. I basically said the reason people are oftentimes, I think, leaving their spirituality is because the perspective of our spirituality, our God, our supreme being, whoever you might be, whether in AA, whether you're Mormon, Catholic, Lutheran, whether you're Jewish, whatever, I mentioned that our perception of our supreme being usually comes to us from the lens handed us by our earliest authoritative figure in our lives. Right. And so a lot of people, because their fathers maybe made some mistakes, or even if their fathers are perfect, they've never fully emancipated from their parents. Yeah. So they resent oftentimes their father, father, mother, whatever. Now they they're in, engage into this religion that they have, whatever religion it might be, and they feel captive to that also. When you break free from your mom and dad, you can love them more than ever. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the practice is getting free. And that's what I treat and have done for 42 years when it comes to depression, anxiety. Everybody I see, I'm seeing them for one reason. They're captive. Yeah, They're captive to those historical lenses their history was brought into their lives, and they've never yet learned to break free from yes. those things and begin thinking for themselves and being their own person. And I, I, I didn't say it quite like that, but I said it very briefly in there, and so I'll talk more about it today. <laughs> well, um, good, because I think that I know those things. I know you need to get free. People who listen to the podcast are like, yes, that's exactly what I need to do. But how? And you have talked about how, but I... It's still, it's an ongoing process every day that I think comes and goes and is 
people probably come into you and see you for a few weeks and are like, okay, hey, I'm free. And then a month later. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. The process that you create a deep neural pathway that is solid in you and everything that happens. So just retraining your brain deep enough that you don't fall back into your old patterns of feeling captive or... But let, let's talk, in one of the earlier lectures, I talked about clinical emotional dependency. Yes. Remember that? Uh-huh. So remember when my girlfriend kissed me in the ninth grade and, and made it me made happy? made you feel great, yes. And the next day she said, I don't like you anymore, I like Johnny, and I was brokenhearted? Yes. Okay. How many deer went down that trail of emotional dependency? Well, since birth, you Everything. Say. Yeah, since the doctor slapped you on the butt. Somebody yells on the highway. Oh, he makes me angry. What? Yeah. I'm being dependent. Uh, my mother threw me out. Oh, that broke my heart. My wife loved me. Oh, that makes me happy. So we're all raised all of our lives in clinical emotional dependency. And the process is emancipating, moving into that second stage of freedom or emotional independence. Yeah. Uh, from the from the religious perspective, we call it agency, freedom, independence of thought. From the psychological, it's moving from clinical emotional dependency into clinical emotional independence. Yes. And that's what we're going to... I'm actually going to have you do some work with this today. Libby, okay. you feel up to it? Sure. Okay. I'm always up for free therapy <laughs> from my dad. I'm always up for talking well, about this real is, personal stuff. This no, is going to teach you how to get free from me so you can love me more than you already love me. Okay. <laughs> get free from all the goofy oh, stuff I is, did. Those. So those, this is all about you. You need some more love. <laughs> those first 20 years of hell that I put you through and learning how to get free from all that. Now, let me point this out, though. A lot of people come in and they say to me, I don't need to emancipate from my parents. My parents are fine. My parents <laughs> I, are the most wonderful people in the world. Let let me interrupt okay, you. Please. I have had friends who have seen you who come in because they have this problem. And you say, well, let's talk about your mom. And they're like, I don't need to talk about my mom. <laughs> and my one girlfriend was like, no. So we started talking about my mom. And I just was like, why are we talking about my mom? I, And so I think you did some gestalt with this friend to get free from her parent. And she said that week, all of a sudden, I just thought, Craig is a genius. How did he know? And so it's, you explain, you explain okay. how you know. Well, let, let me just say, it's not that I'm a genius because I personally believe that everybody has within them. And I believe this is the greatest gift that our God, whatever God, the Supreme Being, whoever has ever given us is agency. And it's in everybody. However, they haven't practiced it. And if they haven't practiced it at home, how in the world are they going to do it in the rest of their life? Mm-hmm. So we're going, to, we're going to demonstrate step by step today. Might take us a little longer as we go through this process today. Yeah. But just to explain these steps of getting free, okay? Okay. Now, you know I do a lot of gestalt therapy. Fritz Perls taught us this years ago before he died. And, and then uh, some other people... Gurus in the world, uh, they're, they're, they're wonderful, but it's not done a lot today, but I still use it because it, it really shortens, it puts six months of therapy into one session a lot of times. Uh, it's rather directive in this, and so I, I'm going to be directive in this, and really it has to be something you have to do. And you never have to have this conversation with your parents. 
Because what you're going to do is you're going to move over from being the position of you, Libby, mm-hmm. and then become your mother or your father. Yes. Because this is what we understand. All of your thoughts, perceptions, and feelings about yourself and how you feel towards, let's say, your father, they're all in you. All the times you were angry, all the times you were frustrated, all the times you loved him, everything you've ever felt about me, your dad, is in you. Mm -hmm. But also what's in you, unconsciously, are all of your thoughts, feelings, perceptions, attitudes about how you think your dad feels about you. So you may think, well, dad's being a jerk and and maybe he doesn't like me or something like that. So So it's how I perceive you, but not necessarily how you even really feel. Exactly. How I think you feel. It's between the conscious mind where you know everything that's going on, but it's also everything that you've ever perceived is in the backside of your brain. So the conflict is, doesn't have to be dealt with your mother or your father, but it has to be done with this frontal part of your brain and this back part of your brain. Call it the body and the spirit, call it the the yin and the yang, call it the the conscious and the unconscious. But to really accomplish this, you have to do it in two places, okay? Okay. Now, you you already mentioned something that I wanted to start with, so I'm, I'm glad you did. Every day when couples come to see me, they say, okay, we need to work on our marriage. We have problems with intimacy. We have problems with communication. We need to learn to communicate better with each other. And I say, okay, all right. And you, you guys are in charge here. Uh, you direct it. And after a couple of sessions, I say, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'd like to talk to you about your mom for a minute. What? what? My mom is wonderful. I don't have any problems with my mother. She's the uh-huh. sweetest person in the world, the husband. My, I'm done with my parents. They were jerks. I got free from them. They don't bother me. I'm like, okay, all right. So we start on the couple stuff again. And they say, he needs to be kinder and understand when I say this. And, and I need to be understanding. He needs to do this. And she needs to do this. And then we'll get along better. And I go, mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to you today a little bit more about your mom and your dad, Craig. We don't need to talk about our parents. Our parents are wonderful. I admire them. I love them. I look up to them. Or on the other hand, my mother was abusive. I haven't talked to her in 25 years. I hate her guts. I don't care whether they hate their mother or love their parent, but I still say, I'd still like to talk about your parents for a minute. And I say, okay, so I have, I'm going to have you do this. I'd like you to imagine that your dad is sitting just right here in front of you. And we're going to go through this four-step process with him. Okay. Okay. I'd like you to just say, dad, you're my dad and I'm your daughter. Dad, you're my dad and I'm your daughter. That's the first step, which is the recognition of the relationship. Okay. Okay. And again, you don't have to have this conversation with them in person. This is within your own brain between your conscious and unconscious. Mm -hmm. The next step, most people love their dad. Mm -hmm. So I'd like you to say, dad, down deep, I really do love you. Down deep, I really do love you. And I believe you love me. And I believe you love me. Now, some people will say, I don't love my dad. I hate my dad. He was horrible. He did this, 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 this. I don't want to deal with this. I'm done with my dad. I so do they there. guide it? Do they say, dad, I hate you? Yeah. Okay. I, I ask him. Number two, how do you feel about your dad? Can okay. you say that? No, I'm not want to say that. I hate my dad. I haven't talked to him in 15 years. I hate his guts. Okay. okay. That's fine. I'd like you to still say, no, I don't want to. I'm not going. I'm never going to love him. I hate him. I said, okay, the two-year-old little boy that lives inside of you, do you think that little two-year-old still wants to love his daddy? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes they'll say, I don't think so. Usually they tear up. 
because the little boy still wants to love his daddy and be loved by that person. Mm -hmm. So number two is the love issue that everybody says, I don't need to deal with that. Okay, that's fine. I said, we'll skip it then for now. You don't even have to address this with your parents loving them. Now let's go to number three. Dad, I like them, Dad, you, you did some dumb stuff. Dad, you did some dumb stuff. You made some mistakes. You made some mistakes. Okay, now, a lot of people say, my parents are wonderful. I said, did a parent ever make a mistake? Well, probably. Okay, then tell them. I can hardly remember, but you made a mistake once in a while. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You, heard, you made a mistake once in a while. Or if your father was really horrible, we might want to spell out, you, you, you cheated on my mom. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, you broke my heart. Okay. You beat me. You abused me. Okay. You sexually abused me. You did da 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 And the number three is all of the horrible things that have happened that the father did and being able to say it. Now, I learned this doing child protection. The little children who were seriously abused, it was a wonderful opportunity to finally be able to say, you hurt me. You were wrong. Okay. Ouch and ouch. I need to cry. I need to grieve. So I'd like you to just say, Dad, I need to cry. Dad, I need to cry. Ouch. Ouch. And you are wrong. And you are wrong. Okay. Now, the the third step, sometimes I spend a couple of weeks going through, he did this, 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 he did this. Okay. Okay. And a lot of people that I see who no, most of the people that I see who suffer with depression, it's because they're carrying those old lenses that are still traumatizing them. Maybe not with their parent. Maybe the kids in school have abused them. Maybe a principal. Maybe somebody hurt them. But most people are still carrying those anchors. Remember anchors yeah. from our session? Those pieces of history that still mess with them. And so number three is being able to say whether it's dad, mom, stranger, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're starting with your parents. They were wrong. They were okay? wrong. Yeah. Number four, go ahead. Let me just ask a question. Um, I just recently spoke to someone who has gone through a process of finally opening up and talking about a trauma that happened to them as they were a child. Yeah. And this person just says that the worst thing they've ever done is talk about it and it's ruining their life. Yeah. And so what do you do? Do that's, with that. That's where we're going. <laughs> so, hang on. That's exactly okay, so where we're going. So I just told so, you <laughs> the all three. the terrible things, and now yeah. I feel broken. Yeah. Okay. And and that is horrible, and it's terrible. And people say, I'm stuck there. And a lot of in the traditional psychoanalytic theory, they blame it on mom and dad, walk away, my life sucks because they ruined my life, and I'm going to be ruined for the rest of my life. But I believe there's a fourth step. And the right. fourth step is I need to get free from this. Okay. And how do you get free from it? Do you remember? Um, well, you turn it to, to wisdom. wisdom. Oh. You grow from it. Yeah. So let's 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 go so to one hard. example. Let's say okay. to to your dad, me sitting there, say, okay. uh, "Dad, you 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 yelled at me. You yelled at me, Dad." So I yell at my kids. So yes, true. So I <laughs> yell at my kids. You taught me how to do that. You taught me how. To but do I that. saw how painful that was for me. Yeah, I saw how painful it was for me. And so I do not want to do that with my children. And so I do not want to do that with And I will not yell at my children like that. And I will not yell at my children. Because like I don't that. want my children to have to go through what I had to go through with you. Because I don't want my children to go through what I had to go through with you. Thanks for the hell you put me through. 
Thanks for the hell you put me through. That's teaching me to be a gentler, that's teaching me to be less yelling parent parent. that I've now become. That I will become. Bingo. (laughs) Do you see how it works? So in number four, how you get free from everything is that whole list of this hurt me, this hurt me, this hurt me, this hurt me. How about this woman when I first said, I said, well, one day you're going to be grateful for the hell you went through with your father. And she said, I will not. No way. But when we were all done, she said, because of what he put me through, how he abused me, mostly physically and sexually, I have insights into those areas that few people have because of what he put me through. I have a better insight into how to protect myself. I have better insight in how to be kind. I have better insight of the of the horribleness of men's red being and how they can be. So I'm very cautious. So I learned this caution. I learned to be stronger here. I'll kick his butt. And my husband does that. I won't put up with that. that, 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 that. What we do in number four is we get free. So I'd like you to now tell your dad, I'm not going to let that dumb stuff mess with me anymore. I'm not going to let that dumb stuff <clears throat> mess with me anymore. Except for the wisdom that it taught me. Except for the wisdom that it taught me. Dad, I'm sorry. Dad, I'm sorry. That you had to go through the hell. That you had to go through the hell. Of being so the jerk you were. Of being the big jerk you were. That forced me painfully. It forced me painfully. To grow into. To grow into. The wonderful, beautiful. The wonderful, beautiful. Independent-minded woman. Independent-minded woman. I've now become. I've now become. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. I'm not going to let your crap mess with me I'm ever not, again. I'm not going to let your crap mess with me ever again. I've learned to resolve that. I've learned to resolve that. And this becomes extremely critical. A lot of people just say, I can say it. Okay, I've said it. No. Right. Yeah, you I gotta just do, said it. you got to do more than say it. We're going to do a gestalt in just a minute, but I need to point this out because this is a critical part. Who's going to rescue that little girl that got damaged? I have to. That's right. So can you go to a time right now when you were sad, what your dad put you through and see yourself in a predicament or a sad place? Mm-hmm. Are you at home? Are you in your bedroom? Where are you? I'm at home. Would you go in? Is she in her bedroom? Is she in the kitchen? Where is she? Uh, she's just upstairs. Okay. Which room? The kitchen. I'd like you as you are. There's beautiful. They're 35 now, maybe. Oh, yes. I'm only 35. <laughs> we'll just keep it that way. Let's see, Libby. Oh, you're 37? Yeah. Uh, okay. You can do math. Anyway, still. I'd like you to put you in the kitchen with that little you who okay. was hurt by your dad. Okay. Put your arms around her and say, I'm not going to let dad hurt you like that anymore. I'm not going to let dad hurt you like that. I will that love anymore. you and protect you. I will love you and protect you. And walk with you forever. And walk with you forever. And I'd like you to try this one. If you're If you're religious, I tell people it's a good one. I want you to meet somebody. Say that to this little you. Oh, little Libby, I want you to meet somebody. And then say, JC, will you come in here? Yo, JC, get in here. And Jesus Christ walks (laughs) into the room. And as he walks in, he says, Sowie Chug! Can you see Jesus saying Sowie Chug? No, I cannot, (laughs) but I can see him quietly standing there. (laughs) would, Would you and him give little Libby a hug? Yes. And have Christ say the same thing. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to leave you. And I'll love you forever. And I'll love you forever. And you can get over this, what your dad did. And you can get over what your dad did. And help you to grow. And help you to grow. Now, that's just one of a hundred things, more than that, you can to rescue the little girl. Yes. There's not a person in the world who doesn't go through those difficulties. 
everybody goes through number three. This hurt me. This messed me up. This mess. I'm depressed. And what we do is we try to survive in whatever way we can with our DTs. Some people develop full-blown toxic defensive templates that are craziness. And then they get married and they enter their marriage and they're using this crazy stuff that they learned to protect themselves from their childhood. And their spouse is saying, why are you being so crazy with me? Because that's what she learned when she was eight. And she's still protecting herself with the husband or with the other three boyfriends she's been through. Or if it's the man, it's the stuff he went through and he's using the toxic uh, DTs that he learned because that's what he watched his dad do or he watched his mom do. Mm -hmm. But the idea here is you're going to get free from that parent, mm -hmm. so free from them. And a lot of people, I will never love them. Okay, you don't have to, but the magic comes once you're free. Can you love them? Yeah. So when you were doing that, the whole time I was thinking about, um, so yeah, my dad could swear a lot and so can I and I don't apologize for it like I I don't I don't feel bad swearing at my kids I know that sounds terrible um but it's just kind of like well that's how I grew up and I'm fine so just now when I went to that place it was like a time when that I was picturing when I don't know for some reason you were mad at me and um yeah, that was really interesting because when I came in and like gave myself a hug and was like, it's okay, it made me think like, yeah, I don't want my kids to feel like that. Dad. <laughs> so I'm like to say, Dad, you were a jerk and you swore at me. Tell him again. Well, hold on. Let me just And I'm finish. not going to do that with my kids. Go ahead. So, um... <clears throat> So, yeah, because I just feel like I'm tough. They can be tough, whatever. But but when I picture a little kid and I picture it being me, I want to, I want, when you're a little kid, you don't want to be talked to like that. You want your parents to be sweet and loving to you. But I think I just kind of forgot that or um, pushed it aside because I want to, I don't want to feel bad about the way I am as a parent. Exactly. And so if I just, you know, say this is good for him, whatever, but that was really interesting. It to wasn't good. Put myself it hurt that in little that. girl. Yeah, it was interesting. And that's why I'd like you to tell the little girl, it was wrong what your daddy did. <laughs> it was wrong what your dad did. You did learn to be stronger. You did learn to be stronger. But I'm not going to hurt my kids like that. But I'm not going to hurt my kids. Because that like messed that. with me. I just really hope that I can't, you know, because, sorry, um, because, yeah, because this is something new that I haven't really thought or felt before, but I don't want to lose that. Like, I want to really, like, now with what I'm feeling right this minute, it's something I think that I... Yeah, I really want to work on. So, okay, sorry, go on. So what you're doing is exactly <laughs> why I said I was going to take you through the process. Now, think of the wonder that this comes. Are you going to turn that horrible crap that your dad, me, put mm -hmm. you through, are you going to turn it to wisdom? Yes. And once you've turned it to wisdom, does it have to ruin you anymore? No. Because you've turned the horror 
into wisdom. You've got the secret to it now. That's how we get through anything. We're here to go. Do you remember the little girl in the police car? Yeah. I told the story about yes. why are we why are we allowed, she says, to be tested? Be tested. So why do we need to be tested? So we can learn stuff. An yeah. eight-year-old victim of abuse teaching me about all of this stuff is to teach us. This is what you just said. Yeah. Now, I'd like you to turn to your dad and say, you were wrong. You were wrong. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. It toughed me. It toughened me. But I'm not going to do that with my kids. But I'm not going to do that with them. I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to work really hard. Because I saw how painful that is. Because I saw how painful it is. I want them to be tough. I want them to be tough. And I might slip once in a while. And I might slip once and in a while. And it will be up to them to turn it to wisdom. And it will be up to them to turn it to wisdom. Just like I've had to do it with you, Dad. Just like I've had to do it with you. That's good because it does put a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> and let's go there. That's why I don't want to acknowledge it because I don't want to feel bad when I make a mistake. That's the perfect statement that you made because what it does now is it teaches you the very same thing and it's going to teach your children the very same thing. Yeah. So let's continue with this for okay. just a minute, okay? We're, we're just getting warmed up in number four. Uh, is I'm not going to let you hurt me anymore, Dad. I'm not going to let you hurt me anymore, Dad. But I'm going to turn all of the dumb stuff you did into wisdom. But I'm going to turn all the dumb stuff you did into wisdom. I'm going to grow from it. I'm going to grow from it. Now, these are two things you may really disagree with. And especially if you have horrendous parents who really did horrible things. I know I struggled with this one with my own mother, my stepmother. But I learned to do it, and it was a miracle. I'd like you to tell Dad now this. Dad, I'm not going to let your stuff mess with me anymore. Dad, I'm not going to let your stuff mess with me anymore. To survive you, I've had to become strong. To survive you, I've had to become strong. Thanks for the whooping you gave me. It forced me to grow. Thanks for the whooping you gave me. It forced me to grow. I'm going to turn all that crap to wisdom. I'm going to turn all that crap to wisdom. And Dad, I'm sorry. And Dad, I'm sorry. That you had to go through the hell. That you had to go through the hell. Of being the asshole you've been. <laughs> <laughs> Being an at that asshole you've been man, that made my life so miserable. That made my life so miserable. That's forced me to grow. That's forced me to grow into the wonderful, beautiful. Into the wonderful, beautiful, independent-minded, independent-minded woman, woman. I've learned to become. I've learned to become that I've had to learn. That I've had to, to learn survive. To survive. I love you, Dad. I love you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to let you mess with my head anymore. I'm not going to let you mess with my head. And now that I'm that free from you. And now that I'm not free from you. That independent. That independent. I can love you more than ever. I can love you more than ever. Okay. Got it? Mm-hmm. Now we're going to keep, we're just warming up. Yeah. So buckle well, up. it's easy for me. I mean, my issue is not being abused. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yes, this process is. And sometimes it's really serious, heavy stuff. Yeah. But the person can even turn that to wisdom, especially if they bring their supreme being into yes. it. I don't care what religion you are. But think for a moment when you rescue that little girl or that little boy and you bring Christ into the picture and he says, I'll stand by you. Yeah. A lot of people leave him. I left him because I wanted him to rescue me. Yeah. And then I realized with my own children, we talked about this before in an earlier podcast. What are they called? Radio stations. They're called radio stations. Yeah. <laughs> Con something I care, <laughs> but we learned Comic-Con. that that I can turn. Oh, I left. Forgot where I was going. Well, I will say something. You were talking about how you left Jesus because you mm. wanted him to rescue you, and this same friend that I was talking about earlier, who had 
opened up trauma from their child regrets it also said yes their belief in god is non-existent right now because how could god let something like this happen and and then when i raised children and the first couple of years of my son's kindergarten first grade i would rescue him because i wasn't rescued i will be there and rescue my children i don't want them to have to hurt and then by the third grade, I realized if every time I rescue my kid in school, is that good for him? No. But I can walk in the school with them, stand yeah. outside the building, hang wait out in, in the truck. Wait in the truck. Wait in the truck. Yeah. And that's when I realized God's not going to rescue me. He's sitting in the truck smiling at me. Come on. You can do it. Yeah. I love you. I'll walk with you. I'm never going to abandon you. But I'll walk with you as you go through all this. It's yeah. very powerful. He may not rescue, rescue, but he'll never abandon us. Okay, okay, so next. This is a very important part. So let's stay with that as long as I'm here. You know, I get to defend. No, I'm not defending myself. I'm teasing. <laughs> uh, I'd like you to tell him again, I'm going to get free from your stuff. I'm going to get free from your stuff. And I'm not going to let your stuff mess and with I'm me anymore. I'm not going to let you mess with me anymore. I'm going to turn it all to wisdom. I'm going to turn it all to okay. wisdom. Now I want you to pretend you're dad. Oh, okay. Now I pretend I'm dad. Yeah, you were doing some gestalt therapy. Hi, Dad. Uh, how old are you now, Dad? Like back then or now? No, right now. Oh, you're like 100. Yeah. <laughs> I like to personalize it. How old are you? Uh, 70. Great. Did you hear what your beautiful daughter just said to you? Yes. She says that you can't mess with her anymore. Well, the thing is, is with you, you would answer and say, yeah, I believe her. As you see your dad, do you think your dad can still mess with you? Oh, yeah. Then I'd like you to tell me again. <laughs> I'm not going to let you control what I think and feel. I'm not going to let you control what I, I think I will still and love feel. you. I will still love but you. But I'm separating love and control. But I'm separating love Dad, and control. Dad, I'll love you forever. Dad, I'll love you forever. But I've got to steer my own life now. But I've got to steer my own life. I'm not going to let your stuff make me crazy I'm, anymore. I'm not going to let your stuff make me Even crazy Even if you're being anymore. a jerk. Even if you're being a jerk. Because I want to be able to love you more than ever. Because I want to be able to love you more All than right, ever. All right, now be dad again. Did you hear what your daughter just said? Uh-huh. Did you believe her that time? Yeah. Tell him again. I believe you, daughter. I believe you. Libby. Now be Libby. Did okay. you hear what your dad just said? Uh-huh. How are you feeling right now? I feel good. A little more solid in your absolute knowledge that you're going to steer your own life? Um, I feel good about steering my life. I feel bad about um, almost like abandoning my dad. Yeah. Because I want, dad, to, I want to help him feel. Right. And dad might feel a little abandoned if you're not eating the vegetables anymore and you don't succumb to me anymore. And tell, but is there a part of dad that's actually maybe a little nervous about that, but is more proud of his daughter than he's ever been in his life because she's independent. She can survive this world no matter what. Well, now yes, I've I know you can do that. <laughs> I know a lot of dads who could not be proud of that. Yeah. They will be very. Uh, until they figure it out themselves because now i'd like you to say as a person and say to your dad dad watch me dad watch because that's exactly what you need to learn to do because that's exactly love me profoundly love me and quit letting the goofy stuff i do make you crazy and quit letting the goofy stuff i do make you crazy and just love me and just love and the freer you get from me dad the freer you get even if i do stupid stuff even if i do you'll be able to love me more than ever you'll be able to love me if i can do this with me if I can do this, I with can me, trust you can do it with me. You can do it with. All right, me. now we're going to keep going, and I'd like to go back. So the couples that I see, and I say I want to talk about their mom and dad. They say, "Oh, we don't have to talk about our parents," until they go, "Oh, I haven't been as free to my parents as I thought I was." Yeah. Well, you still need to be free. Now let's go with your mom. I'd like you to tell your mom, "Mom, you're my mom. 
mom you're my mom and i'm your daughter i'm your daughter mom I, down deep i love you i love you and i know you love me i know you love me but mom sometimes you make me crazy but sometimes you make me crazy but i'm gonna get free from that i'm gonna get free from that keep in mind number three again is this uh ouch you hurt me and you've been wrong ouch you've hurt me and you've done wrong okay but i'm gonna turn all that to wisdom there may be a whole list of things that your mother has done. And I sometimes have people write the list. And those who are listening to this might even want to write, my mother did this and this and this and this. So I'd like you to tell your mom, I'm going to take all that garbage. I'm going to take all that garbage. Grow from it. Grow from it. Turn it to wisdom. Turn it to wisdom. And love you profoundly, Dad. And love you mom. profoundly, Mom. I love you, Mom. I love you, Mom. I'm not going to let you mess with my head anymore. I'm not going to let you mess with my head anymore. Thanks for the pain you put me through. Thanks for the pain you put me through. It has forced me to grow. It has forced me to I grow. I still love you more than ever. I still love you more I than ever. I adore you and cherish you. I adore you and cherish and you. And mom, I'm sorry. And mom, I'm sorry. That you had to go through the pain. That you had to go through the pain. Of doing all the dumb things you've done. Doing all the dumb things you've done. That made your life so miserable. That made your life so miserable. That's forced you to grow. That's forced you to grow. Into the wonderful woman I've become. Oh, me or mom? You. Me. Oh, that's forced me to grow into the wonderful woman I've become. Karen, how old are you now? Uh, 69. 69. Uh, Karen, did you hear what your daughter just said? Mm-hmm. Do you think she can really be free from you and not let your stuff make her crazy anymore? Yeah, she how can. Lu- how lucky are you to have a daughter that even if you do goofy stuff, she just laughs and says, oh, my mom's being goofy. I'm not going to let it bother me anymore and still loves you. Are you lucky, Karen? Yes. Do you believe her? I do. I'd like you to tell her, Libby, I believe you. Libby, I believe you. Thanks for getting free from all the stupid stuff I've done. Thanks for getting free from all the stupid stuff. And love stuff me I've done. profoundly. And love me profoundly. This okay. is interesting, sorry, because we've done this before, but I didn't ever realize that I was playing the role of how my mom perceives me. I thought I was playing my mom. This is what she would say. It's how you But it's how her. I what I think she would say. Yep. Which is really helpful because it doesn't really even matter what she would say. And we can spend an hour on this, but I'm going to talk about this just briefly. Okay. Let's tell your mother again, I'm not going to succumb to you anymore. I'm not going to succumb. Does Do mothers just go, okay, that's fine, you're independent. Or they go, oh no, I'm losing my daughter. Well, we've already gone through that, oh no, I'm losing my daughter. So she knows I'm pretty independent now. <laughs> okay. But, what but it, yes. was it due to the mother when, the, when your daughter s- says, I'm not eating the vegetables anymore? Does she go, oh no, she doesn't love me anymore. I feel like you don't love me. Exactly. So you better eat the vegetables. You better succumb. I'd like you to tell her again. The chances of you losing me, the chances of you losing are me greater, are greater if I don't get free from you. If I don't get free from you. Now that I'm free from you, now that I'm free I from can you, hang out with you all the time. I can hang out with you and all the you time. And when you do your goofy stuff, and when you do your goofy stuff, I don't stuff, let it bother me. I don't let it bother me. Cuz I'm free from it. Right. I just giggle. Yeah. Tell I just giggle. I think that's my mom. That's my mom. And I can still love her. And I can still love her. But initially when our, well, I'll just tell you this, when our children first start to emancipate, <gasps> oh no, they're emancipated, we're losing them, we have to really get, a lot of parents start controlling more than ever, I have to put my hands all over the steering wheel, I have to control her more than ever, I'm losing her, losing her, losing her. And so parents leave the state, I got to get away from my parents, or leave God, because God's so controlling, or leave their father, or leave their friends, where, oh, they drive me crazy, because they've not learned to emancipate. But once they finally emancipated, they can hang out with everybody. And when their friends try to control him, you just look at him and spit in your eyes. <laughs> Dude, you can say that, but I'm not succumbing. I still love you, but I'm not eating the vegetables. Right. I fully emancipated. 
And this is where we're headed that we're leading to all this today, okay? So now what I'd like you to do, I'd like you to turn to your husband, and I'd like you to first start with your parents and to say, Mom and Dad, I'm grateful. Mom and Dad, I'm grateful. For this hellish emancipatory process. For this hellish emancipatory process. That has taught me this incredible freedom. That has taught me this incredible this freedom. This emotional independence. This emotional independence. That I can love profoundly. That I can love profoundly. And not let your goofy stuff mess and with me. And not let your goofy stuff mess and with me. And because I've done this with you. And because I've done it with you. I can now do this with you, Dan. I can do it with my husband. I'm going to get free from the silly stuff you do. I'm going to get free from the And silly love you stuff profoundly. You and turn every bit of it to wisdom and growth. Mm-hmm. And turn every bit of it to wisdom and growth. Watch me, Dan. Watch me. And that's what you need to do. And that's what you need to do, Danny. With, with me. With me. And your parents. And your parents. And it has been my experience, once you finally emancipated from your family of origin, do you hear the deer trail in your brain? The neural pathway? How many deer have you now sent down the trail of, I'm going to be free from my mom and dad, loving them profoundly, but not letting them control my yeah, life anymore? I feel. How does that feel? It feels good. And if that neural pathway gets deeper and wider and deeper and wider, can you then apply that to your husband? Yes. How about to your children? Yes. How about to God? Yeah, I feel like God is for me, like most important because I don't want to lose my relationship with God, but I see so many people losing their relationship and I see how it happens. And I, I could see myself because of just how I am. And I don't want to feel certain feelings that I can push that away. So I mostly want to do that because it's, I love God and I, I, he's very helpful in my life and I don't want to push him away so let me ask god your god if she gets free from you father in heaven will she be able to love you more than she's ever loved you Mm -hmm. what did he say he said yeah just like if you can get free from your mom and dad can you love them more than ever Mm -hmm. how many people are getting free left and right all the time it's tricky because in the church it's like you show your love through being obedient but Part of getting free sometimes means, well, I'm not doing what you say, God, and I'm not being obedient, and so I'm maybe not showing my love to you. Hey, keep going. <laughs> Tell me more. And so I, for example, will make decisions that I know are not right, but it's like, I just have to do this because I just have to do what I want to do because I want to feel in control of my life. And you will. And in doing that, do you think you might do something stupid? Yes, I and have And you think done you might get your things. head kicked in because of it? Yes, yeah. and I also will be filled with, have been filled with guilt and shame, which come from this, what I've been taught about God and religion. Yeah, and you and I will disagree on that. But I, 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 Exactly. I, I, I don't to want to feel, where, where I don't want to feel <clears> that. <throat> and a lot of times I, I don't. And then I think, is something wrong with me? Because I don't feel bad about that. Did you hear what you just said to your parents? Yes. What did you tell them? I told them I'm not going to let your stuff mess with I'm gonna me. I'm going to get free I'm from them. I'm free from you. And I can now love them more than and ever. And I can love you more than ever. Now I'd like you to say the same thing to God. Okay, but sorry, I still need help because okay. when you're not doing, living the way that God wants you to live then or start the church with, wants start you to live. Start with this scripture then. 
Blessed be the name of God for through my transgression, my eyes are open. I shall now have joy in this life. I shall now have joy in this life. So did you get your head kicked in by doing some of the dumb stuff yet? Uh, not too much. Well, I hope you don't have to do too much stupid stuff, but you might do more some stupid stuff. How long did your dad drink? Uh, uh, 20, 20 years. years? Yeah. yeah. Did I get my eyes open finally? Yeah. And realize now when he tells me jump, I'm saying, I'm jumping. Yeah. Am I doing it because I have to, I'm guilty or I'm supposed to, or because I know this? Just like my, your children. Do you yell at your kids, tell them to do stuff because you're just angry with them and they're failing or because you love them? Because I love them. Are you telling me that everything God has ever told me isn't to guilt me? Lucifer will say, I'll make your butts captive. I'm going to make you feel guilty. I'm going to make you feel shamed. I'm going to make you feel miserable. Then you're going to be so miserable. You're going to go, I'm going to leave God because God just guilts me and shames me and makes me feel so terrible. And Lucifer smiles going, I got you. Because my job is to make your butt captive. Who was the guy in the beginning that said, my job is to make you captive? Who's the guy that said, give them their agency? Jesus. So he's going to do everything he can to shame you and guilt you in everything that you do. And yet once you finally get free, you'll realize, even in my stupid stuff. Well, I'll ask you this. I think I talked about this in our last one. Did I talk about when I was drinking beer at 20, did I feel like God loved me? No. But did I realize he did love me? Yeah. And never stopped loving me? Yeah. And will always provide a way. Mm-hmm. So I had to go do some stupid stuff to get my eyes open. How many people do you know who attend their services in their church because they feel guilty and they have to? Or how many of them have gone out, got their head kicked in and said, you know what? I'm going to do everything he tells me to do because he loves me. Everything he's ever told me to do is to give me a better path of how to get through this difficult life. The guy in the black hat is trying to drag me through the red stuff to get me into captivity and makes me feel guilty and shame when God says, Craig, you idiot, I still love you. And everything I've ever told you to do, I'm telling you this because I love you, you idiot. I love you. Okay? I'm still going to tell you that. I'm not going to stop loving you. Did God love us all even in our duality? Mm-hmm. the struggle between our red and white he still loves us yes but a lot of people I say oh no i've done so much red god hates me i'm so disappointed i'm feeling so much shame i'm feeling so much guilt well to get rid of my guilt and shame i'm just not going to talk to him anymore i'm going to go do this other stuff okay see how that works yeah. just remember he keeps saying i'm still over here and i'm still out in the truck and i'm always going to love you and i'll always provide a way for you to make it back yeah. and sometimes you know, some people find him again when they're 50 some people never find him because they're pissed off at him because they never learned to emancipate from their family of origin because their parents did horrible things that hurt them and they never got free from them and now they're captive to their god their neighbors and everybody else what i'm bringing this up today about is you go through this process on both ways both you doing it but also in your gestalt With hearing your what you think your parents or your children your spouse and whatever and we and your God. I think we put God in the chair already, didn't we? Uh, I don't know. Well, then let's go here for just a minute. I'd like to put God over here for a minute. Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, God, I, here I, you God are. God and Father. Father oh, in heaven. Father. I absolutely love you. I absolutely love but you. But I am not going to let you control me anymore. But I am not going to let you I'm not me. eating those vegetables anymore. I'm not eating those and vegetables. Unless I choose to. Unless I choose It's to. my choice. It's my choice. Yeah, is, that feels good. Now, is he over good. there saying, 
blasphemy. No, he's saying it's about time. He's saying, and now as he's saying, I'm giving y'all this shtick because I'm showing you good stuff. I love you so much. So, how many people do you know who go to church every week because they have to out of guilt, out of shame? And how many there have had their heads kicked in and go, I know everything he's told me to do is absolutely wonderful and incredible, and he loves me, and he adores me, and he cherishes me, and he's given me all this stuff. How many people, out of choice, how many people do it out of captivity? I don't know, but I feel like either way, nobody's talking about it, and I wish they were. (laughs) Well, read Alma 34, because in 34 he talks about you can do it because you choose to, and they'll be blessed, but those who do it for the sake of the word are that much more blessed. So you're doing it out of choice? Or you're doing it out of have to. Yeah. But I'm, usually when it's have to, we end up resenting it. And a lot of people leave the church because they've never learned fully about the greatest gift. And what's the greatest gift? Agency. And what's the greatest commandment? Love. Get oh, free. Oh, good job tying that love. in together. Did we just talk about this with your parents? Yes. And with your husband? Mm-hmm. And with your children? Yes. Okay. We're still going. Now I'd like you to put your kids over here for a minute. Okay. I'd like to say, watch mm-hmm. me. Watch me. When the heck are you guys going to get to stage four with me? Well, hopefully not for a while, but <laughs> they're still little. Tell them. <laughs> when are you guys going to get to stage four with me? Where you love me. Where you love me. Get free from all the, stupid things, from all the stupid things I've done. Turn all those stupid things to wisdom. Turn them all to wisdom. And love me profoundly. And love me profoundly. Like I am. I, I like, am excited. Like I do my parents. Like I do my parents. And it ought to be a cakewalk for you guys. And it ought to be a cakewalk. I gave you the perfect example. <laughs> I haven't put you through half the pain that a lot of people have to go right. through. Right. I have not put you through half the pain. But and some. you've got a guide. And you've got a guide. Me. Me. Cakewalk. Watch me. Watch me. And some of them will still slip into the captivity and go, oh, no, oh, no. And you just keep telling them, you got to steer your own life. Quit blaming everybody else. Take charge of your life. Because once you start taking charge of your life, if then you screw up, who has to take all the heat for the screw up? Yeah, I do. You don't get to blame your, well, when you're young, you can blame your mom and dad. How many people do you know at 40, 50, and 60 are still blaming their spouse? Yeah. Their parents? Their in-laws? God? Mm-hmm. All the crap that's happened to them, and they've mm-hmm. not owned it. A lot, yeah. Most people. I saw a woman at a wedding who hugged me and I hugged her and for years had struggled with getting free. And now she's free and there's a light in her eyes and she's more beautiful than ever. The blackness, the ugliness is gone. And she was just cheering for joy. Made me cry. Yeah. Because she learned how to finally take charge of her life. Can't blame it on the history with her parents, her spouse, her children, the horror she's been through. Yeah. She's taking charge and turning it all to wisdom. And she's an incredible, wonderful woman. Yeah. Um, just wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Hallelujah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Have a good holiday. Be free. Oh, but no, let, let, let me continue a little bit more. You can probably cut this part out, but let's go here for just a minute. If you can do it with your parents, then you can do it with your spouse. You can do it with your then spouse. you can do it with your kids. How about the jerk that's a neighbor down the street? Can you get free from them and love them? Turn that crap to wisdom and say, oh, he's a jerk, but I learned from it. You can, but sometimes it's fun to hate your neighbor. <laughs> No, it's there. If you want pain and your sorrow, yeah. Yes. Remember, the greatest commandment is to love your God, love your neighbor, love yourself. Whoa, you're supposed to love yourself. Yes. And when you start steering your own life, what happens to your self-esteem? It goes up. It goes up because you're no longer 
living everybody else's life. And that's what this whole process is, moving from the first stage of dependency into a state of emotional independence. That's from a psychological perspective. From a religious, it's becoming free or breaking the captivity mm-hmm. and loving, loving yourself, loving everybody. And how much easier it is to love your mom, dad, and everybody else once you're free from all the goofy stuff they do. Yeah. And how do you get free from it? You turn the garbage to wisdom. And who has to rescue that child or that 30-year-old or whoever was traumatized? You do. You do. And will God walk with you and hug him also? Agency. All right. Agency. All right. Well, happy. This will probably come out right around Christmas break. So hope you all are surviving being home with all your children. Happy New Year. Here's two resolutions of getting free. (laughs) Also, if you are enjoying this podcast, we ask you to please leave us a review on iTunes. That is kind of the motivation to keep us going. If we're going to keep going, let us know you like it. All right. Thank you. I mean, for me, I didn't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spew this stuff out for till I die. Yeah, well, this, it's what I do all day long, and then you right. put a mic in front of me. It's gonna everything I talk about. Some of it may be a repeat of stuff. But, That's yeah. all right, but if it's gonna get edited and published, then I need some <laughs> I'm just you're, kidding. You're I'll cut this it, all. Make I'll it, cut yeah, this yeah, all. Yeah, I'm not. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, love you all. Bye bye.